45 minutes deep into the recesses of Bear Valley in the dark, in the fall, without cell service, my Tinder date pulls over on the side of the road, 10 to 15 minutes away from the last house I saw. And at that point, I started to question my decisions. How I got there started in 2019 when I broke up with my first girlfriend and moved from Juneau to Anchorage where you can scroll for an extra 10 to 15 minutes on Tinder before you run out of options. <laughs> and um, I matched with this cute girl and we meet uh, to go on a date in a restaurant. And uh, I find her in the booth and swear to God, I'm like, I'm, I, I just got reverse catfished because her, her like duck face selfies were okay, but in person she was just this like intoxicating, sparkling eyed nymph thing that for some reason was interested in me. So I was really excited. Um, there was under the table ankle grazing. There was a lot of direct eye contact and before we even get to an entree, we're talking about where to go next uh, to finish the natural progression of the evening. Um, therein was the problem. My place was absolutely not an option. Um, at the time, I was living with three identical male triplets. <laughs> some of you might have noticed some of them checking you in this evening. <laughs> so, I didn't want to hook up in a room right in between the middle of them. So I'm like, we got to go to your place. And she was hesitant to go to her place because she says, oh, I live in a, a dry cabin. Um, you know, I, you won't like it. And I tell her, like, I'm an Alaskan. And I would never let a lack of plumbing get between me and a good time. So... <laughs> Thank you. So I, you know, I convince her, like, your place is fine, let's go. And I, I follow her into, into the woods. And um, so she pulls over in the dark, kills the lights, and um, I get out of my car, and I'm like, where the fuck is your house? And she just sort of matter-of-fact, like, points into the brush and goes, oh, it's right through here. And then in two-inch heels, she just, like, disappears into the woods. And so, of course, I'm like, I got to follow her. So I turn on my um, iPhone for light because there's just, it's just super dark. And I, I go through this little trail through the woods, and I'm just staring at the roots underneath me, trying not to trip, wondering how she hasn't fallen over. Eventually, I'm able to look up. There's an opening in the woods. And um, my eyes are adjusting to the moonlight, and I'm getting a lay of the land. I see down this trail, there's a stone arch, and then there's a fence, and then there's three little shacks and an outhouse. And as I'm walking deeper into the woods, um, I go underneath this stone arch, and my eyes catch these symbols that are carved, like etched into the stone and then painted over. And I go under it, and I just get the chills. And then I look up, and on the fence, staring back at me, 
are two beady eyes attached to a severed doll head, <laughs> which I can only assume she's forcibly removed from the doll body and then shoved onto the fence. And then that's when a second time I asked myself, oh my God, what am I doing? But I move, I move forward, I press on. <laughs> and, and I'm not gonna complain about her home decor because that's impolite. And so I follow her into her little sex murder shack. And I call it that because it was like barely big enough for a full mattress that just was a bare ass mattress with a single sheet on it. Like when I tell you guys I was thirsty, <laughs> I hope you understand. So, so I get in there, I sit down, and I'm like, I need some water and a light. She leaves, and I'm finally by myself in the darkness. It's definitely, it's definitely silent. My heart is racing, and I'm like, okay, I just need to calm down, get in the mood. I'm going to smoke, smoke my weed that I have in my pocket. That'll help out. It doesn't help me out. And I start to just panic. The first thought that occurs to me after I take a few big drags is, what if she comes back with a gun? What if she comes back with a weapon? What am I gonna do? Like, nobody knows where I am. I don't have cell service. I barely know where I am. Like, is there a full moon tonight? Am I her next blood sacrifice? Like, is she gonna rip my head off and put it on the fence? And I'm just starting to panic. Um, but, I, but I'm like, I made it this far. So I'm gonna stick it out. She comes back in with a jug of water and a lantern and that same little sparkle in her eye, and I'm like, all right, she's not going to kill me um, yet. And so, you know, half an R&B album later, we, we, we finished what we came there to do, and, I, and I, I, I slip back through the woods, somehow find my car and start meandering my way back into Anchorage. And I do an inventory of all the decisions that I made, all the times that I could have turned around and didn't and that I should have. And I know, like, logically, that I should feel some degree of shame in what I've done, but I don't. <laughs> and I'm like, I am so proud of myself for sticking it out, and I'm just like, on God's green earth, is there, is there ever been a more noble cause than, you know, pushing through obstacles for good pussy? I can't think of one. <laughs> Thank you. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glowing, I'm happy, and, and I'm, I'm driving home, and, um, I wasn't just thinking about the decisions that, that led me to that moment that evening, but, but also in that place in my life. This was my first hookup since my breakup with my girlfriend, and um, I'm reflecting a lot, and uh, my phone dings, and she texts me, thanks for the fun night, when can I see you again? And I didn't respond, Instead, I thanked the Witch of Bear Valley for breaking my dry spell and for liberating me to be the hoe and the slut that I was always meant to be.